0: Welcome. It's good to have you with us for this episode of Step by Step through Mark's Gospel. A trial, but where's the evidence? Witnesses, but where's the proof? In the end, does it really matter if you're desperate to get a conviction? Today, we're looking at Mark chapter 14 and verses 53 to 65. Jesus is being tried before the leaders in Jerusalem. If you get the chance, do take the time to read the passage for yourself. As always, there is a link to an online Bible in the video description. Have you ever heard of the term kangaroo court? It can be applied in different ways, but generally it means a court that tries someone without any real concern for justice. One website I looked at suggested that the connection with kangaroos comes about because this is a court that makes jumps to a verdict that isn't supported by the evidence. In chapter 14 and verse 53, Jesus is taken to the high priest in Jerusalem and is tried in front of a court. But it's not a court acting in line with justice. This is the epitome of a kangaroo court. To begin with, we're told there was no real case against Jesus. In verse 55, Mark tells us, The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. The leaders had decided they didn't like Jesus. They wanted him to be found guilty and put to death. They'd arrested him and had almost got their plan to the finish line. Yet there was a major problem. They had no evidence to hold against him. They had no proof of any crime or misdemeanor that they could charge him with. It's not just that they had no evidence. Mark also tells us that they couldn't make up any evidence either. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. If it wasn't real, this would be comical. One by one, people are called up to give their testimony against Jesus. Each one lies, trying to work towards a conviction, but they haven't talked about it first. There's no cohesion or plan at work. The lies are exposed and the leaders are left with nothing that could bring a guilty verdict. In desperation, the high priest stands up, and challenges Jesus. Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? Now, what has Jesus got to answer? There is no common charge. There is no coherent testimony against him. He's home and dry, and they know it. Time, though, for one last roll of the dice. In verse 61, Mark tells us Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah? the son of the blessed one. Now, all Jesus has to do is keep silent. No evidence means no case. The Jewish leaders couldn't put Jesus to death on their own. They required the Romans to do that. And so far, they didn't have anything tangible to bring to the Roman governor to support their request for the death sentence. Yet Jesus doesn't remain silent. Instead, he utters the words that the court would use to convict him. I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now, what Jesus says here is hugely significant. His words are a quotation from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. They come from a prophecy about God's chosen king, the Messiah. Daniel has a vision, and in it, one like a son of man comes with the clouds of heaven. He goes on, though, and tells us, He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Jesus speaks up and makes an incredible claim to the court. I am God's king who will rule his eternal kingdom. Yet it's also more than that. Jesus has said that people will bow before me and worship. At this, the high priest makes a show of being horrified, although I'm sure he was also secretly delighted. This was the evidence they were looking for. In front of them all, Jesus had claimed to be like God, someone who people should worship. Mark tells us in verses 63 and 64, the high priest tore his clothes, Why do we need any more witnesses, he asks. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Was it blasphemy, though? If Jesus is just an ordinary person like you and I, to claim he is God would be blasphemy. In delusions of grandeur, he would be seeking to overthrow God's throne and get people to worship him instead. But if Jesus is God's Messiah, the promised king, then it's not blasphemy. He's simply stating who he is and what that means. The mind of this court, though, had already been made up. They decided Jesus couldn't be the Messiah. No miracle was enough to change their mind. All that was left was to get rid of Jesus. And now they had the ammunition to do that. Again, we see here Jesus' willingness to die. How easy would it have been for him to refute the charges, and it wouldn't have taken much to not incriminate himself. Yet seeing the court struggling to bring a conviction, he hands it to them on a plate. That's not ignorance. That's intention. But we see more here than Jesus' willingness to die. This incident is a sad picture of the human heart. Jesus comes and helps. He loves and cares for those around him. He's lived such an exemplary life that they can't even find a skeleton in his closet to use against him. Yet there is such a hatred of the truth of God that Jesus both speaks and lives, that he must be got rid of no matter how it happens. His treatment in verse 65 illustrates this. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists and said, Prophesy! Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. How could they treat Jesus like this? Or well, let's remember, we stand with these guards as part of humanity. How could we treat Jesus like this? I think there's a challenge here as we respond to all that we've seen about Jesus in the book of Mark. What does he deserve? Does he deserve our hatred? Does he deserve our apathy, our not botheredness? Or does he deserve something more? That's it for this episode. Next time out, we'll be considering one of the lowest moments in the life of Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. If you want to know when that comes out, do subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Apple or Spotify podcast, or like our Facebook page. Hopefully, see you next time.